Welcome. I'm Danielle Sally. And I'm Eva Fusaw. And you're listening to Ghost Boss, stories about the freelance afterlife. Hey, Danielle. Hey, Eva. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I made it through last week. I'm <laughs> doing great. I'm here. I'm here. You're doing great. <laughs> doing great. I am very happy to report. Oh, that I met my sleep goal last night. All right. Yeah. Seven job. and a half hours. I was actually. about to clap and I was like, that'd be really annoying in the mic. It, yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. But she's, she's jazz the handing jazz me hands. spirit fingers over there. Um, yeah. Seven and a half Good job. hours of sleep last night. I've been keeping with my morning coffee meditation. Look at you. I know. Look it's been you. good. It's been good. It's not too hot down here in the South. So it's been, I, I love it cold. So I'm okay with this. Yet another thing that makes us different. I know. I know. <laughs> so this week, yes, we're talking about the predicament yes. of feast or famine. I, very, <laughs> I need to talk about this. I feel like every freelancer knows about this. Yeah. Everyone in an agency knows about this. Yeah. I will say like moving from agency to freelance, like I already had that hustle in me. Sure. But it hits different now. Right. It hits very different. Right. I do feel like when I was in-house, it was different. Yeah. Because if you had a famine, it was just different because you're part of the structure of the in-house. Sure. Right. So I feel like this is really heavy. A little bit more safety there. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, if I just had a down day, like it was no big deal. And now, you know, it's just... So anyways, let's let's get into it. Let's get into it. So... I can talk all day about what my <laughs> feast or famine life has been like in the yeah. last three years. Um, but you have a work trip coming up. I do. I do. So, so let's talk about how that impacts your so feast or famine. So we've said this many times. We're both involved in American Advertising and Federation. Um, and I am involved with the national level, which past four, five, six years, I've had a trip in New York City. We have meetings twice a year. Um, and then we have one in DC and then we'll have one wherever the national conference takes place. So this year, Salt Lake City. So this is the week of our fall New York City meeting. And it's, it's different this time. Every other year I've gone, I've, I've worked for someone else. So mm-hmm. I've had, I've had team members that I can help balance out my work. Mm-hmm. I've, I could delegate. I can make sure that things were still moving forward, still getting done. And now I work for myself and I have retainer clients and they have a certain amount of hours that I've promised to them. And so it's just trying to make sure how am I going to fit everything in? Mm-hmm. But no, I have three this week. I'll have three days worth that I'm kind of out of pocket. Now, two of those days involve uh, some travel sure. and I can work in the airport and sure. I can do what I do. But it's it's a different kind of anxiety of knowing how do I work all of this in? Right. And and still make sure I'm hitting my financial income goals at the end of the month. Right. So right. and also this is a month that there's holidays in it and there's other there's been other work trips and things like that. And so how do I make sure, you know, I'm still make get, getting everything done. Mm-hmm. Eva, how do I do it? <laughs> well, you don't sleep. That uh, <laughs> we've discussed this before. Myself, we need sleep. <laughs> I know. Myself here goes out the window. So last month I traveled two or three weeks in a row. Yeah. One was for a volunteer board position. One I got paid for. Yes. But the experience was the same both times because I have other clients and yeah, they don't you still have to do your work, you still have to get stuff done. Yeah. They don't really care if I'm getting paid to travel or not. Right. Right. So like for them, <laughs> it didn't matter if I was at the volunteer gig or yeah. the paid gig. Also, a client doesn't 
necessarily want to hear that you can't work on their stuff because you have something else going on. Well, so I just give them a travel. Balance. I, just, I just give them a travel notice. I don't. Yes, I do the same what, thing and, for vacation. And I do that too. I'll, I'll usually give them all a heads up like, hey, I'm just going to be slower to respond or out of pocket. Yep. Yeah. During this time. So, yeah. So it sounds like we're both in feast mode. We're in feast mode. So <laughs> we need to make a shirt. <laughs> feast mode. Feast mode. Um, uh, so we're both in feast mode, yes. which is great. It's a good thing. It's a great problem, right? You just started your business a few months ago. Yeah. So look, I'm very happy yeah. to be in feast mode knowing I'm just getting started, just doing it. And that's a great feeling to have. I was in famine for almost a year after well, I started my also business. Started right when the pandemic hit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I would have been in famine panic mode. <laughs> Feast mode and famine panic. I like that. I like that. We'll go with it. When I first started my business, I'm sure I've covered this, but for for those of y'all who don't know, I, I quit my job one month before the pandemic to start freelancing. So from March of 2020, I didn't pick up any work, honestly, until June. Yeah. And then the stuff that I picked up in June was was pretty steady. And then that ended. So I was I was fine from June of 2020 to January of 2021. And right. then that contract ended in 2021. I had some small stuff, but I really hadn't built up my client base the way I have right now. And so then in January, again, I was in famine and I remember getting on some of these like small one-off design sites, yeah. um, like Upworks and things like that, which I recommend stuff like that to a lot of people starting out sure. as stuff. Like if you're looking for little projects in between, but you're not building, really building client relationships that way. Right. But it's a little bit of work. Yeah. Um, I remember looking into like a transcription service because it was something <laughs> that like, I didn't have to wait for people to like do bits. I could just pick up work. Yeah. I ended up not having to do that because I picked up several clients a couple months later. Um, I am happy to report I have yet to be in famine since then. Oh, wow. Um, So I have not been in famine in a couple of years. That's awesome. Um, Now, that just means I always have stuff to do. Yeah. I have time back to what we talked about last week. I've had to say no to some things because... Some of my volunteer work and my board service and things like that, I committed to when my workload was a lot lighter. Yeah. Oh, I know this problem. Right. And so I had to resign <laughs> from some boards and like, and, and step back from some stuff or yes. just be very transparent about boundaries and all that kind of stuff. Because not only like, and I, am I in feast mode, yeah. <laughs> but I have financial metrics I'm trying to meet. So like, it's not just about like, I have this massive to-do list. Well, I need to do some of that stuff yeah, so I can pay some bills. Yes, exactly. And it's also the, when you're in feast mode, it's like, well, that's great, but you still have to fit in all your admin time, right? Like you still have to get your invoices out. You still have to like, Plan out your social content. Oh, you you do. Have, I'm I, not very I, good I, at it. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 a it's a 2024 goal for Eva to get my social media. You, it's you'll get there. I know. No, you. I will. Yeah. I mean, you've I, already been doing better. <laughs> I did a lot of social at the very beginning because I didn't have a lot of. You work. had to. I had, well, yeah. and I was trying to get out in front of people. Well, let's be honest. That's why it's been easier for me because you're starting. Yeah, like, I'm just yeah. getting started. Yeah. So when I was first starting to go out, I I didn't tell. Too many people because sure. you know I I I didn't want too many people to find out before I left sure, sure, sure. my company so I didn't have like a head start of going out and getting new clients so I knew at the very least what I had to do is prepare for a big announcement right and and with that 
came my social content. Right. So, and it's not, it's not social content. It's great. It's not like my, the thing that I'm most known for. <laughs> You're doing awesome. Though. But we're doing it. We're doing it. But it's just fitting that in while you still have all these other projects going on and making sure you don't put it by the wayside. Yeah. So when I first started my social account, I, I was pretty good about it for like maybe a year or so. And I made a point for a little while, like when I finished a project, I would take the mock-ups and put it on the website or put it on my social media. Right. Or if I prepped that to put on my portfolio, I cross-posted it. Um, I think part of why I fell off is because I just, I just got really, really busy. And while I'm totally happy to talk to somebody who has just found me randomly on Instagram yeah. and wants to do work, I have so many relationships that, that general public like solicitation from Instagram yeah. is not something that I have to invest a lot into right now. Right. Just because like I have so much stuff coming down. So, yeah. so I talk to my clients about this all the time. Sometimes your social media and your website is not a selling tool. It's a reinforcement tool. Absolutely. And that's, Agreed. that's what I need to be using my social media. Like initially when I started it, I was like, I'm going to build this so new clients come to me. Yes. But really now a lot of my existing clients follow me. And so I need to be using it as a touch point to kind of like stay top of mind. Absolutely. Um, I'm just, I'm in feast mode. I have a thousand things to do. Um, This truly is a labor of love doing this podcast for both of us because we are, we are walking away from billable hours uh, yeah, a couple is, hours a week true. to come record this, which we love it. And it's exciting, yeah, but we kind of talked about in the previous episode of, you know, you make time for things you love, things you're passionate about. And, you know, doing this podcast, we, I'm, I know we've both had times where it's just like the anxiety of, okay, well now I got to push back work. Now I got to reschedule a meeting, yep. things like that. We like, we've had some weeks where we've scheduled it for Monday. We don't record it till later in the day, Thursday. And so it's just like making sure, like, how are you fitting it all in when you're in feast mode? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> how many times are we going to say feast mode? And is it getting to a point where it's weird or gross? Uh, uh, we'll let the viewers decide. <laughs> It is, it is a great way to be when you're very busy. So yeah, we're, we're it's fortunate too, because that's, that's the thing. It's we like, are though. We should sit there and we're like, we're fortunate. We're grateful. And I, trust me, I, there is not a day that passes that I'm not extremely grateful that I did so much networking before starting to go freelance that it has helped me bring it pretty much all of my clients are because of some connection I already had. Mm -hmm. Nothing's been just kind of a cold call. And I'm so grateful for that. So I feel there's guilt that I feel when I, if I get stressed about the amount of work <laughs> that oh, I'm doing. I didn't think that's okay. I was, I was listening. I was like, where, no, we should be thankful. Where is she going? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't feel guilty about it. I just, just thankful. It's if, if, especially if you're a client and you're listening to me, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh yeah. For sure. uh, so yeah, no, I, I feel incredibly fortunate to be yeah. busy. I feel like I'm losing my mind all the time. <laughs> okay. So that doesn't go away. No. <laughs> and this is some, this is something I've actually tried to think a lot about over the last couple of years, especially with my clients who've grown with me. Many of them signed on with me pretty early where mm -hmm. I was able to turn stuff incredibly fast. Yes. And that was kind of my angle, right? Like, oh, well, I can get that to you in a day or two. Yeah. I'm much faster than I, other people. Right. Well, <laughs> other people that are more established, and, yeah, right? Sure. Like, and that's just, that's a, a really big thing when you first start. Now, yeah. it, it's, no, I'm, I'm hard pressed to, to do that. that same conversation of, well, 
before I might have been able to offer this many hours. Unfortunately, my workload's picking up on other clients now, and I can't necessarily offer the same amount of hours that I could when I was first starting out. Sure. So it's just having those conversations with clients. And, you know, it's a risk too, because they might say, well, I'll find another freelancer that can give me that hour. So it's a, it's a delicate dance between the two, but I just feel like is stressful or sometimes that the, the feast mode can be Yeah, the idea of going into famine mode or famine panic. Is that what we decided to call this? (laughs) The famine panic. I, it just, that creates a whole different level of anxiety for me because I will say the pros and cons of freelance versus full-time job. And I talked about this with, with a lot of my friends that there's, they're working at a full-time job. And so, and I've talked to them like, you know, the bonus of working too many hours, cha-ching, my paycheck is going, my income is for that month. It's going to look way better than when I don't. That I'm grateful for. The the con is if I have a slow week, yeah, my income goes down. Whereas yeah. when I was at my full time job, busy week or not busy week, paycheck was exactly the same. Right. So it there is that that fear of the famine. Fear yeah. fear of the famine. Fear of the famine. <laughs> fear of the famine. Uh, yeah. No, but we're we're fortunate to for things to be steady and good. Yes. It's good. It's good. So, and I think what really is, is get, I think this is top of mind right now because I have the work trip coming up, right? Yeah. And that fear of going into famine mode just because I have to offset business travel and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, and what do I do to, to make sure all my clients work are, are still getting done? So something that I do, cause I've, I've been in the game two or three years now. So I've had a couple seasons of having to travel. Right. Um, I do a travel notice for steady clients. Yes. So that's like five or six people in my books that either I do contract work with or they just send me steady work. Like sure. I'm talking to them every week. So I send out travel notices. Um, I always clarify if I'm going on vacation and going like off the grid Yes, or, or if it's work. Or if it's work and, um, in those, because one of those I don't mind if you bother. Me. I don't mind, but just be aware <laughs> that I may not get back to you yes. on my normal schedule or or whatever. I do make a point in those emails to update them on anything that's ongoing or acknowledge anything that I'm going to make sure is completed before I go, sure, or acknowledge anything that I'm going to do while I'm gone. I also outline in that email um, my availability um, and how to best contact me. So. It may be, I will be working a conference. I will be online most of the time while I'm working. Yeah. So feel free to email me. I will get back to you as soon as I can. Um, text me if it's urgent. Right. Please understand that yeah. I may not be able to get back to you right away. Communicate how to best reach you. Yeah. So I think that's really important. Sure. So. I think the other thing that I think about a lot, and it's funny because when I first started, you know, I had one plan of what... The, the type of products I do and what I would be doing. And it's already pivoted. Right. My, my whole business plan is pivoted, which I think it's good. You know, when you're freelance, you can be flexible like that, but also making sure I have a variety of different work. So, um, this month actually is a great example and why I feel, uh, better about this month because I have, I have retainer clients. Mm-hmm. So those are the ones that are consistent hours. 
I have another one that is a flat base project. Mm-hmm. So I know whatever hours I put into it, there's a, a exact price that I'm getting it to. And then I have another project that was hourly. Mm-hmm. So it it's just going to cost how many hours I could put into it. But I feel like it's helped me to have a little bit of variety there and a little bit of not putting all my eggs in one basket to kind of yeah. help me with with balancing everything out. Yeah. So, and I think too, just kind of going into future months and, and what my workload looks like, I feel like for me, that might be a good way to go. Making sure there's a variety of retainer project, flat face fee, and then a couple hourly projects. I just, I take whatever people give me. I don't, I'm not picky. People are like, how do you like to get paid? It's like, I just like to get paid. However you pay me. Literally. They're like flat rate hourly. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Um, they're like AC, like check transfer. I'm like, whatever. Sure. I mean, honestly, we would probably do a whole episode just on that. billing and payment structures. Yeah. We, it, we should do an episode on that because whether you are just either a seasoned professional, but you're just starting out as a freelancer, or if you're young and you just don't know the industry very well yet. Right. I have a lot of really great tips. I have a formula you can use. You have an audiobook? No. <laughs> I don't have an audiobook. Um, but I have I have a lot of things that would be very helpful for people who are just starting out and they're like, I don't even know where to begin. Right. Well, and it's tough too, because even hourly, everyone We feel very differently about this and we can unpack that. Oh, in well, I don't, and I wasn't yeah. even gonna go into that discussion of like hourly versus retainer or yeah. flat fee, but it was just like the the range in which people charge is, yeah. is so different. I get I get frustrated with uh, experienced people that do a low rate just to have a low rate because I'm like, why? Are, your value is more than that. And then you kind of get into imposter syndrome. Right. And I'm like, you're, you're worth more than that. Know your value. Yeah. And it gets frustrating. We'll, we'll do a whole episode yeah. on pricing. Like, really, because it, it is it is a challenge. Sure. I have a question for you. Okay. Have you ever, I get this question all the time when people reach out to me. Right. Are you taking new clients? Is what people say to me all the time before they send me. Or can you take on something right now? Yeah. Have you ever, do you get those questions and do you ever say no? Um, well, it's not so much, am I taking new clients? It's the type of projects that they need. But do, but my question, does some, do people ask you that? Do they start from the jump with like, are you taking on anything new right now? I haven't had a lot of that okay. right now. And I think it's just because I am new, okay. right? So they're, like, like, they're, uh, all, they're all new yes. clients. They're like, yes, she's taking, <laughs> she would like to eat next so, week. Right. I haven't <laughs> hit that point where, where they're asking me if uh, they're going to take on a new one because yeah. they all are. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I, I get that question a lot. Yeah. I have, I've, don't recall that I've ever told anybody no. Right. Because I am always taking on new work. Sure. If somebody asks me, can I take on a project? I will be transparent about my timeline. Mm-hmm. I always offer though, like, you know, I can say like, this is how I, I can turn it in this amount of time. I always offer rush fees. Like if you really need it. Yeah, sure. You know, I always offer an upcharge if you like absolutely have to. And a couple of times, like it has been urgent and they're like, we just need it out the door. Right. You know, I have not in three and a half years, I've not turned anybody down for right. work. But sometimes if I'm honest about timelines or budgets or whatever, it's just not been a match. Right. Um, and I've I, had some people, you know, they 
if wanted a service that I'm just, it's not a service that I want yep. to offer. Yep. And so then I turn them to someone else. Yes. Cause there, there's some service like SEO or social media management. I don't want to get into that. Yeah. Um, and so I, luckily though, I have other freelancers that I've connected with and I'll, I'll turn them to them because it's, that's just not a service I want to dive into. <laughs> yeah. I do social media management more for B2B than right. B2C. So I do that. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned SEO because when I was in famine in 2020, somebody somebody <laughs> needed SEO. So like, oh, you'll do it in famine mode. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was trying to do that. <laughs> we should talk about that. What projects will you take? Because I'll tell you what, I'll do social media management when yeah. I'm in famine mode. <laughs> I was doing, I was doing like ad buys. Oh no. Right. Like, cause yeah. it's what somebody needed. And I will say, cause the starting off, I, I did also do a, a marketing plan for without included ad buys and things like that. And I, and I can do it. It's just like, it's not my normal service that I would offer. Right. But it is interesting that during famine mode, the, the variety of projects you might say yes to versus when you're in feast mode. <laughs> right, right. It's interesting. One of those clients that I did stuff kind of outside of my normal realm yeah. came back like three years later and went and was interested in doing more work with me. Yeah. Like that initial project ran its course. They sure. were happy. They just started their business. So they were exploring several different marketing options. Mm -hmm. They came back to me last year and was interested. They to were do in, more of it to do something different. Okay, that was not in my wheelhouse. That does not really fall under my purview. Yeah, but I can do it. I, yeah, and that's the thing I'm talking about. Is I feel like when I'm in famine mode, I am more likely to say yes to something that's not necessarily in my wheelhouse. Not right. if I if I won't say yes to it if I know I can't do it. Right. But if I know I can do it, it just doesn't necessarily bring me as much joy right. as something that or it's I not know. something that it's you're as much expertise. of an expert in. Correct. And, right. And so I will. Pro I'm more likely to say yes to it. In that mode. Yeah. Then when I'm, I have enough on my plate. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, exactly. So, but I mentioned that because did some work with them, finished its course. They came back around this, the project they brought me last year ended up not just not aligning. Right. But the fact that they reached back out to me yeah, that's and great. was, was really great. So, um, I'm curious if they'll, they may reach out again, but yeah, this, this whole being a freelancer is about relationships and making people feel good about working with you and things like that. And it's also just being truthful. Yeah. With being people. honest. Yep. Being honest and, and letting people know like, Hey, I might just have too much going on right now. Maybe yeah. I don't have enough going on right now. And, and that's why like one of the things I, I did do when I started freelancing is I tried to get a list going of other freelancers. Mm -hmm. So that way, am if, I on that list? Of course you are. Nice. <laughs> but if something <laughs> came up that I maybe it's not a service that I'm feel an expert, like I'm an expert in, or I just have too much on my plate right sure. now and I need someone else that does the same thing I can do. Sure. I have a, an established list of people that I can refer them to yeah. if I feel like it's something I just can't take on right now. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I have a call tomorrow with somebody who, when we met, I gave them kind of an overview of everything that I do. And I mentioned that I do light animation work because yeah. I do very light it's, animation work. There's a reason you said light. I said light. <laughs> and she was like, we need somebody to take it. It's a machine part in yeah. the video and all this stuff. I was like, you need to talk to this person right? because that's not what I do. Do you want the little ducky to move in your like Instagram real. I can do that. Um, so yeah, it's about, I mean, like I have people I refer out now for SEO. 
I can do light copywriting, but if you need like real copywriting, like more than a caption, I got somebody for that. One of the things that I often have to explain to people is that I'm a designer. I'm not an illustrator. Right. I have two. I have to explain that. Yeah. I have two illustrators that I can refer out to. It doesn't mean I can't draw anything and it doesn't mean I can't, (laughs) like I draw a lot of stuff, um, but it does mean that, that, that is not the bulk of what I do. Right. Um, but if you need a 180 page brochure laid I, out, I got you. I got you all day. <laughs> but if you need some like custom icons and you need, you know, I got an edit back yesterday to make this Aaron illustrations feet look less weird. Um, I How'd just, that go? I covered the feet with grass. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Solution solved. <laughs> Client liked it. He wants me to tweak the grass a little bit, which is totally fine. Um, <laughs> But I was like, he's like, the feet look weird. It's like, I love it. The feet do look weird. Sure. I'm going to cover it up. (laughs) But, you know, that's just, it's, it's a solution. It is a solution. um, But yeah, I'm not an illustrator. I'm a designer. Right. I almost failed my drawing class in college. So we're both in feast mode right now, which is great. That does not mean we're not taking work. I'm not, I'm (laughs) not too busy. (laughs) I'm still saying yes. I'm not too busy for you. Yeah. (laughs) You call me. I'm not too busy for you. Um, I just, I'm at a steady pace right now. I'm not drowning. I'm that, just, that's I'm fair. steady. It's steady. It's nice great. and it's steady. A great problem to have. Yeah. And I feel like you have to be flexible as a freelancer because I feel like I have one of two relationships. Either I'm somebody's consultant, whatever that means, but I'm doing steady work for them, whether yeah. that's project based, it's retainer based or it's hourly, but I do steady work for them. Yes. But then two thirds of my clients, I do not talk to every month. And typically when they've come to me, they need something fast. Yes. And that's why they're reaching out because they have an in-house team and they need me to supplement. So right. I do try to keep my schedule flexible enough to be able to catch things on the fly. Yeah. Not only to maintain those relationships, but because I used to be in-house and I know what it's like when right. you're like, oh my God, I got to call somebody so I can get I can get this out the door. Yeah, so leaving some room on your plate to yeah. be able to take on additional work if needed. That's right. And if not, if nothing comes in, I've always got You're a backlog of stuff. You're still good. Yeah. There's always stuff on the back burner I can pick up. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you, everyone. We'll be back next week. We will. Danielle will be back from New York. I'll be back from New York. We'll tell our, our New York tales and we'll- You will tell your New York tales. <laughs> I'll tell my tales. I will still be here in Columbia, South Carolina. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> I'm going to Rock Hill this weekend. Not the same. Okay. No. <laughs> I'll be at Rockefeller. Hey! <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Remember to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Ghost Boss Podcast. And also please like and review us on your favorite podcast app.